I'm good, boss. You good? I'm good. Man, we got so much go so much happened this week, bro. What the f- We haven't had a week like this in a while. And I'm trying to think of the last time we had a busy week, but at the same time, I'm trying to think of when the last time we had a busy week that didn't involve a tragedy. Yeah, you know, because usually when we start to like shoot each other ideas, like, hey, I want to talk about this. Hey, I want to talk about this. Usually, you know, we come up with like a couple and then we narrow it down as the week, you know, as the as we get into the end of the week. This week, we had like a set podcast kind of already formulated. And then like Thursday, Friday came and was like, nah, nigga, <laughs> we got something for you. Yeah, like honestly, this week, if we wanted to, we could have had two completely separate podcasts full of content. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, there's been some bad stuff that happened this week, but nothing to the point where the whole country feels they need to protest again. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, shitty stuff is happening like all the time. We had some um, funny shit happen this week too. That we did. That we did. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, Welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table and chop it up. This is episode 49. 49. I want to make that clear. 49. I just want you to know, Frank, that we've been recording this shit for over a year now. They didn't yeah. officially get it. Like, we have a one-year anniversary coming up in July when we dropped the 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 eight episodes that we dropped when we first came out. But we started this like over a year ago. You that and me, mid-pandemic, like the crazy, I think our third episode is Rona and Racism. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the name of the episode. You feel me? It's the name of the fucking episode. Where like, we were coming here to talk about one thing and then all that shit happened with George Floyd and everything. Like, our whole episode changed because of that shit. It did. I remember that episode. And I remember the somber tone of it while recording it. Wait, was that the episode where you forgot to hit record? No, no, no. We recorded that one. <laughs> These people will never understand how many episodes were missed because of simple <laughs> shit. Like, hey, Marvin, did you hit record? And it's funny because one of, among the earlier episodes, one of the best ones we had we forgot to hit record. Yeah. Sound quality was <laughs> shit. No, yeah, the sound quality was We did not horrible. hit record. The content was good, though. Man, crazy, man. Like I said, episode 49, I'm your co-host Marvin, a.k.a. Young Saint, a.k.a. YS God Bless, walking out of your parents' bedroom after relieving your mom's stress, a.k.a. Mr. Flexo and the Lexo, about to make your best hoe my next hoe, a.k.a. Turnpike Marv, since your ladies for the streets. The type of nigga you thought you could step over. Your girl tastes better in the morning like a slice of pizza. I ain't never had a problem with leftovers. And if you don't like it, Cole, sit your $5 ass down because I'm the breaker of change. I don't know where the mirror came from. That was a new bar. It was a new bar. It was a new bar. Ready to turn sundress season into undress season. Mr. Datman Beyond and your favorite co-host, Vax Kellerman, because I'm out here. And the man to the right of me can only be. He's that man beyond. I ain't no sidekick, but I be robbing. A real man of steel. Get it? Man of steel. I school old hoes, so I guess I'm Professor X. No Scott, but it's my summer. Fuel up the Blackbird. We only go one mm-hmm. way on this runway. I'll show you how to do this, son. One, one day. day.
Who else but me? The F and F and D. I can only be who, who I, I say, say I, be. I be. Frank, let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. I'll be hyped for yours, bro. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'll be hyped you. for yours, man. Um, as we record this, it's on a Friday, but when you go hear it, it'll be Monday. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy, happy Father's, father's Day, Day to, to the my... dudes that don't know their fathers. Happy Father's Day to the dudes that don't know they're about to be fathers. Yeah. <laughs> happy Father's Day to the to my co-host. Thank you, sir. The father on the podcast. And ladies, ladies, I hope that y'all didn't get on social media talking about how you mommy and daddy. <laughs> I really pray that y'all didn't do that this year. Let's recognize these fathers that are in these kids' lives. Let's do that. Let's not, let's not, let's not play them games. When he was fucking you, he was daddy. But now on Father's Day, he not, dude. <laughs> I see we be a messy out the first quarter, huh? Hey, pew, 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 pew. We shooting. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you got him a gift too, ladies. Get him a gift. All right. That's not socks. Who am I? That's kidding? not I socks. Like socks. Socks is cool. Cut that shit out. Get him, <laughs> get him a, okay. Get him a gift that's not socks. All right. Cause you know. Whether y'all together or not, you know when Junior came in there with that Pandora bracelet and that and that Mother's Day card, you know he ain't pay for that himself. Okay, let's do better. I hope we did better this year. Sometimes they just go too far, Frank. Sometimes somebody got to say it to them. Hey, you're right. You're absolutely. You don't like right. to tell black women what to do, and I'm talking to ladies in general. Nobody specific, or those in between and outside of those constructs. Just, 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 just for clarity, but. But you, like on, you man. said, Sometimes. you got to throw a rock and a dog that hollers the one you hit. Hey, you right. Literally. If you right, you right. And ladies, speaking of y'all going too far sometimes, oh, uh, the beginning of this week, man. So <laughs> I, hop on, I hop on Twitter and I see that there's a petition to cancel Cater to You. One of Destiny's, Destiny's Child's best songs. One of their best songs, Cater to You. I, I I ran into a tweet that said, the slavery description in Cater to You by Destiny's Child. My life would be purposeless without you. If you want it, you got it. When I ask you, you provide it. Destiny's Child was really, <laughs> this girl said, Destiny's Child was really singing about slavery on Cater to You. How? When the very next bar you said speaks of him providing for her. She said if she, what was that line? If I ask, you provide it? So she's basically saying she wants for nothing. So she's going to cater to the man that allows her to want for nothing. What is wrong with that? That's a Bro, that is a relationship that's going both ways. It's being The love is being reciprocated. See, that's the problem with some of these women. They don't see that. Bro, it was blowing my mind. It was like, you realize the, the chorus says, let me cater to you because, baby, this is your day. Like, she literally is just, hey, baby, today, today, not for life, not for every little <laughs> thing I do. Today, like maybe a Father's Day, today I'm going to spoil you. Today is your day. Just, what's going on? Are we, are we not? We can't are even we not, get 24 hours now. God damn. She just want to run your bath water. You, 
you, you know, that scares me because it's like all the women who are upset is like, and I could just put it on women. Everybody who feel like, oh, this is too much. Like, y'all need to be a bit more selective with who y'all showing this type of love to and who you who you giving your energy to because that's the type of relationship I want. I want to be able to spoil my woman and have my woman spoil me back in certain days. Like, what's the point? If this isn't my best friend, this isn't the person who I want to, who I'm, I'm literally, I, I go out of my way for, who else am I supposed to go out of my way for? And on top of that, they didn't say anything ridiculous on the song. They didn't say they going to co-sign a loan. They didn't say they was going to buy him a Jaguar. <laughs> they ain't say they was going to get him a Pitbull puppy. They ain't say none of that. They, they said run they your bath water. Shoes. They did say they was going to I felt like the untie shoe line was a little bit much. <laughs> Nigga untie shoes. <laughs> Half the time we slip right out the bitch. We don't need time shit. <laughs> I mean, after a long day, it wouldn't hurt if they just pulled that one string that get the whole shoe loose, bro. I'm, like just, I'm just saying. I mean, you wore you wore work boots at one point. Don't work boots. I mean, ooh, don't, dog, don't, 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 don't white collar me, my nigga. <laughs> like, I mean, like how you just did me. <laughs> All right, man, I put my time in out there in the field. Now, don't yeah, do me like that. <laughs> end of the day, you know them Timberlands ain't got much cushion in them, so your dogs be barking at the end of the day. It'd be Man. cool if somebody just pulled that string and be like, you know what? I appreciate you loosening these shoes up so I could kick them off my feet. That's kind of nice. I mean, it would be nice. I'm just saying. I understand how that could be. Somebody be like, that's a little ridiculous. But this isn't... My thing is, this isn't the first, like, song that has something semi talk. I'm going to give you an example. Saving All My Love by Whitney Houston. Ain't that a, a song it, about cheating? It's a song about being the side piece. I'm about to say, okay. Being a side piece to a married man, rumored to be Jermaine Jackson, but being a side piece to a married man, Jermaine Jackson, Michael Jackson's brother. Is that the one that got his hair? Yeah, is that the one that got his hair drawn on? The plastic the plastic hair? Yeah, that's that him. That toupee he put on? Mm-hmm. That's him? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's him. He looked like a... He looked like a, a melted-ass Ken doll. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's him. And... Oh my god! It's just so much wrong with that hair. It don't move yeah. at all. It's just like a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> you better leave that man, um, helmet of righteousness alone. That's exactly. Let that man live. <laughs> and he I always just, look greasy. He, he, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like he just like he just walked through a a, a, a tube of Vaseline, like just. Splat. He just rubbed <laughs> that shit on. Don't nobody need to be that greasy in life. You know what's funny? Not funny. Not funny, but... All, all of the Jackson kids who had, like... It's like they all got together and was like, hey, hey, we all gonna do surgery to change ourselves. But let's still look like each other. And they all, like, picked the same nose. <laughs> I'm the only one that noticed that. <laughs> Now that you mentioned it, you make a point. The only one that Janet, went Michael, a little overboard was Michael. Because out of he, all I mean, of them, Janet stayed attractive. All the other ones was like, "Uh, you did a little too much." Janet, however, she stayed fine. I mean, come on, good jeans, good jeans. Yeah, Janet, the only Janet, the only woman I know that's been, she has been skinnier. She's she's gone. She's bounced between. Slim Thick and BBW so many times throughout her years. And in both instances, I'm like, ah, fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> without question. And I'm trying to think, like, is there any other person who has done that? With, like, being able to... Oprah? Maya. But I would... Mm. Maya went from mm. slim, and then she faded off for a little while. When we saw Maya again, she was thick as hell. Maya was still fine. This is the second Maya reference <laughs> in, in a couple of weeks. If you, you listen newly to follow this show, Maya on Instagram or if something. If you listen to this show, and all, honestly, it doesn't take you long to realize who are my crushes. I talk about <laughs> Megan. I talk about Maya. Who else? Oh, I bring up uh, both Megas. Megan Good, Megan Thee Stallion, and Maya. Them mm. like the top three that I pick every other episode. I mean, I'm I'm not, I ain't mad at you. I I love Maya. Remember when we used to do the little mash thing, and you got to be able to pick a celebrity. <laughs> Maya was always my celebrity back in the day. Maya or Aaliyah. God knows I used to love me some Aaliyah. Who didn't love Aaliyah? I... The way Beyonce is beloved now, I think Aaliyah could have became that had she would have still been here because she had a strong fan base. She did, but I, I hate playing them games. Like how how big Jay Z would have been if 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 Biggie and Pac had stayed. Yeah, you know, I hate playing them type of games. But I, I I totally agree with you. I think she would. I think Aaliyah was moving more to acting, much like Pac was when 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 she passed away. Oh, so she could probably could have possibly pulled the Rihanna, where it's like, hey, my other careers are really taking off, so I don't even want to make music anymore. I think we still Rihanna's still gonna give us an album. I truly believe that. <laughs> Keep, but... thinking that. <laughs> I know. Keep thinking that. Keep thinking that. That woman yeah. is good. She don't need to make nothing no more. She ain't going to give you no mixtape, no freestyle, no verse, no nothing. She just going to give them Fenty draws. Fenty draws. And, and maybe when she break up with ASAP Rocky. Um, when she maybe break when she break up with ASAP Rocky. You know she dating ASAP Rocky. Who? ASAP Rocky? The nigga that was slipping on semen in prison? Damn, of all the things for you to remember him for. That's a That's what damn. he said. That ain't me saying it. He said that. But I mean, I mean, for that to have stood out in your head for so long. Who slips on semen? How much semen was on the floor? I remember that being one of the questions I asked when I heard the story. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Who fights? And in yet the you floor stood there. Saturated with <laughs> semen. <laughs> you know how mad you, you got to there. be at a nigga to fight him in that situation? Y'all couldn't have been like, hey, y'all, man, let's take this to the grass. Like, nah, nigga. I'm going to fight you right here with 12 dudes just beat off. Who does that? Well, this podcast took a left. I'm going <laughs> to just, whoa. What the hell were we talking about? We, we had gotten to Brianna and, and, and ASAP Rocky breaking up. No, I'm up talking about the actual to topic we supposed to be on, the one that was on the docket. Uh, cater to you. Cater to you. Damn, we go to cater to you to ASAP slipping on semen. You took us there, sir. I just want you to understand. You took us there. I was trying to lead us to the breakup so I could talk about another breakup. You took us to the semen. That's where you <laughs> took us. I just want you to understand where you took us. As I was trying to putting this all drive this podcast you to putting a certain this all area. On me now. That's what we doing? We blaming Frank. Yes. This is literally fuck Frank Fridays. We learned living in it. <laughs> Boy, I don't know what you was listening to in the car, but you are on your memory memory and shit. I was listening to Ja Rule, actually. Some dude was playing Ja Rule while I was going to pick up my girls. He was at the red light. And out of all songs, 
he was blasting uh, that song, What Would I Be Without You? Like, the fuck? Like, I mean, I mean, don't say of all songs. I mean, of all Ja Rule songs, that's, to me, that 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 one sit, sit strong in my heart. But when the last time you heard Ja Rule being blasted? Hey, somebody, it, it's Friday. Maybe a little old school, somebody threw it back with a little old school mix. I guess. What would I be without you? Come on, man. That was a good song, though. Think about it. And you hear a little more. Right now. You can still hear her. You're right. You're right. I take that back. I apologize, Ja Rule. Woo! Frank took us off the rail, guys. Bringing us back. So speaking of another breakup. I'm sorry. <laughs> as I was trying to transition us into, trying to transition us into a breakup, um, it was earlier announced that Lala had filed for divorce from Carmelo, ending their 11 years in marriage. My wife told me about this, and I was like, why are they divorcing now? I thought they were doing good. And from what she told me, and you can confirm this or not, he uh, ah. recently fathered some twins. Is that true? So rumor has it, <laughs> rumor has it that um, there has there is a young lady out there who is claiming that Melo fathered their twins and is paying for them financially, but she's putting it... Her reason for putting it out there, I'm doing that in quotation marks, putting it out there, is so that she wants him to be a father to her children and not just be a father financially. So as a, I guess as a happy Father's Day for, for Mello, <laughs> hey, she put it out there to the world and, you know, Lala filed. There's already been cheating rumors in the past regarding it, regarding him and Lala, because I believe he had, there was rumors that he had fathered a child back in like 2017. I could recall that. A little girl, that if rumor. I remember, from like a stripper or some shit, uh, from I what I remember. That. And then, um, I want to say shortly after that, when him and Lala was supposed to be working things out, those pictures surfaced of him on a yacht with some young lady. And it was yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. It seemed like for a short stint, when nothing going his way. And then around that time, I think the, the team he was signed wanted him to come off the bench, and he wasn't happy with that either. Yeah. That was been rough for Melo. Melo had a rough couple years, but it looked like they were like, you know, getting back. But, you know, most times, you know, normally divorce is like a bit more of a serious topic. But leave it to Twitter, boy. Twitter, Twitter went to Twitter went went at it today. Hey, it was a nigga who wrote, um, he said, Lala just filed for divorce. Damn. Carmelo Anthony about to lose the one ring he got. <laughs> <laughs> That Melo about to lose the one ring he got. God damn. Can't even hold on to that one. Remember when he was trying to fight KG? Because KG said Lala tasted like Honey Nut Cheerios. Yep. They had a picture on, on Twitter. They had a picture of Lala, uh, of, of, of Kevin Garnett laughing real hard. Like he was sitting on the bench laughing real hard at this shit. Of Man. all things to say somebody's spouse tastes like. Honey Nut Cheerios. It's because, you know, you know, she usually keep that, that, that little... That little that little honey color hair. I, that's my. That's what I thought it was. I thought he was just, you know, trying to be funny. But so they was on there talking about what's. What do you think is the? What do you think is the over the over under of how many NBA players are in La La DM right now? Over under. If I had to be serious about it, I'd say. So not just NBA players. We talking current, former, anybody, any celebrity or note. Oh, easily over thirty. Easy. Over 30? Over 30. Easy. Mm. 
Lala ain't no ugly chick. Like, Lala is she nice. Not. Nah, Lala was cute. But, I mean, after the surgeries, Lala done, you know. Mm. Yeah. And I saw that scene in Power. You know, I saw both of them. <laughs> right. And I give it, oh, we in the summer too? She's going to post a maxi dress, a sundress, whatever. She's going to post a bikini pic too. Man, that DM, her DMs are going to be flooded. I ain't going to lie to you, sir. I threw her a little flame emoji over there myself. Just, you know, <laughs> you miss every shot you don't take. <laughs> she going to think you Anthony Anderson or somebody. Hey, <laughs> you think what you, you believe what you want to believe. <laughs> believe what you want to believe. Uh, with all the, I, I mean... They say it's gonna be an amicable. It's amicable, like like they're gonna they're gonna do what they need. It's going to be an amicable, amicable, blah blah blah. They say it's gonna be an amicable divorce. <laughs> Man, I'm starting. To... Please keep that. <laughs> I'm not. I don't keep yours. You think I'm gonna keep mine? <laughs> the fuck. This hey, nigga. you kept one of mine. I forgot what word I fucked up on. You was laughing. It's only because I couldn't fix it, and then you addressed so much stuff after it that I let you keep it because it became a part of the comedy. No, sir. You can't say keep that in it. Like, you can't say it. It takes away from the comedy. This guy. But um, <laughs> they say it's going to be amicable. So I hope it is. Because, you know, they got a 14-year-old son, and I, I'm i sure that shit's already crazy for him. Especially, you already in the public eye. Their baby is 14 already? Yeah, man. Yeah, man, little Cayenne, 14. He's in high school now, so he's well aware of everything that's going on. And on top of that, he's well aware of what other people are saying. I can't imagine being in high school at that age and having celebrity as parents and having everybody talk about them. And you can't really say or do shit about it. You could just take it. That's all you can do. And it's not like he can hide from it. It's going to be brought to him. Yeah, don't let, don't let one of your homeboys bring your mom's scene from power. Like, oh, look at your mom's titties or some shit. Like, that. I just feel like that'd be fucked up. I'm pretty sure that that happens. And I wouldn't I'm even sure. call that person a homeboy, but you, I mean, dude, we, we was 14, 15 once. I mean, that is easily in the wheelhouse of being a young dumb nigga to do something <laughs> reckless like that. Easily in the wheelhouse. Right. Especially if you don't like him for whatever reason and his mama titties are on the internet, oh, you gonna... You gonna find a way to show him that you know what his mama titties look like. You, you know what's crazy? Lala and Lala Anthony and Kim Kardashian are both going back to the streets in 2021. That's crazy. And they both have, like you mentioned, the only reason it kind of triggered me because I was like, because I because I was looking at an interview earlier today, little clips of an interview that uh, I guess the whole Kardashian clan are doing as they close out their show. And Kim was talking about one of the things that she most regrets is the fact that that mixtape is out there. She said she tried to live her life without regrets, but that mixtape is out there. And it's only reason she regrets it. Like... What mixtape? Not mixtape. That's a mixtape. Ha! I said mixtape. Sex tape, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I know they was like, what the fuck? What man? Kim Kim spit? Damn, I ain't know. Nah, nah she you swallows. know she had to. This nigga here, boy. 
I'm toxic, bro. What you, <laughs> what you ate today, bro? Anyway, but yeah, she said she had the uh, she, the sex tape is one of the things that she regret. Yeah, a lot of the things that happened, like there, it was a launching pad for a lot of shit for them and their whole family and shit. But because she has kids, she regrets that. That's the only like one of her only regrets in life. I mean, honestly, if you were to search that sex tape now, I don't think you'll find it. Like, is it wiped from the internet or is it still out? Nah, there? nigga, you can find that shit right now. Oh, okay. Literally Google it, I'm sure. I don't think she... It was I one of those things that came out that so early on. Yeah. It was one of those things that came out so early on, I highly doubt that it's been... It's going to be taken away from. Yeah, and probably the video quality on that sex tape is so bad where at this point it looks censored. Ain't like yeah. they fucking in HD or anything. Yeah. Nah, but, like, I could just imagine, like, being a 14-year-old kid in the public eye, your parents having a very public relationship, all the rumors and shit. So, I mean, all jokes aside, you know, I hope it is, I hope it does go through smooth for the kids' sake, more than anything. I agree. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. So, there was a video floating on Twitter. This girl got into it with one of her coworkers, so she called her boyfriend out to fight the dude. Long story short, her boyfriend gets his ass handed to him. And somebody posed the question, what's worse, getting cheated on or getting beat up in front of your girlfriend? <laughs> Man, I'm like, I feel like it should be an easy answer to this, <laughs> but <laughs> it ain't easy. Damn, just imagine getting knocked out in front of you. Like, imagine your wife Needs you to protect her, and that nigga just sun the fuck out of you. <laughs> how you, you can't how you come at her back again? from that. How you look at her straight. Look, the next time somebody start getting rowdy, and you you like jump like you about to get her, she just grab you and like, ah, oh, babe. <laughs> no. Imagine what what disagreements are gonna look like in that house. Oh, so now you tough. <laughs> God damn. Oh, so now you, oh, now you missed the big and bad. Now you missed it. Oh, because you can fight me. <laughs> you can fight me. But you let that nigga molly whop your ass last week, though. Keep talking shit. I'm going to go get Terrell. Oh. <laughs> damn. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want that. They got to break up now. Oh, no. No, they, they got to break up. They got to break up. I mean, you can't even look at her face no more. At all. I mean, everybody... Fighting ain't everybody's ministry. You know what I'm saying? That ain't, it ain't everybody's calling. Like, I keep trying to remind people, like, hey, we ain't fought. Like, all of the niggas you knocked out and all the shit you did back in high school, think when the last time you had a real fight where you had to square up. Think about that shit. Niggas, sometimes you go play basketball without stretching and you be fucked for the rest of the week. Imagine having to fight somebody without being fully prepared to go fight somebody. The last time I hurt myself was playing kickball. I pulled a hamstring. This is when I knew I was old. So everything you're saying, I completely agree. Try to move real quick if you want to. You're going to pull some shit. I played kickball not too long ago uh, for one of my, for my organization. We played like a kickball, you know, between departments. I mean, we made it. We almost made it to the championship. We had to play multiple games in the same day. Like, it, poorly planned, poorly planned. <laughs> Play multiple know, games man, that in the same day. Fun. It was fun, but when I say in the same day, I'm talking in the span of like two hours. We had to play multiple games. Oh, yeah, that's poorly planned. Nigga, when I tell you, I mean, you know, I still got my, I realized I still got my little kicking power. I still know to kick it 
just over, just in between second and third base, <laughs> just to give him a little ah, because I know it's gonna take a little bit under it. And I try to do a little straight shot so that the bitch get a little bounce, Bing! so I so I can make sure I get there. <laughs> I, I mean, I still had that, but man, when I tell you, when the nigga started running the first base, I mean, I, I'm. And I thought I was moving fast. But then I looked up and I'm like, oh, damn, I'm still not there. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga gonna try to run through this shit, but fuck. <laughs> so I'm st- I'm still, I get to first base. I'm still tired from first base, right? That little, I wasn't ready for the quick sprint. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for the burst I needed to get into. Get to first base. And this is after already playing out, you know, in the outfield and all that other shit. I get to first base. And then the nigga behind me coming, boom, kick that shit. So not only am I tired and I got to run the second base, they miss. So they, they get the ball and they try to get him and they miss it. So now he come running the second base. So I'm like, fuck, now I got to run the third base. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two sprints. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Here, this nigga, he don't want to just stay at third. He want to try to make it. He don't want to just stay at second. He want to try to make it to home. So now he come running my way. Now I got to be the... <laughs> put a, the last little bit of my jets in. Man. Next to go around, you telling the dude behind you, hey, you could kick. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to sit this around now. <laughs> yeah, you could. No, nah, and, and this was by... This, this particular moment was in the third game. Like, by then, we done already, like, I done, we, I done made home run. Like, we done already done a whole lot of shit. But by then, man, I was just like, bro, I'm, I really ain't even want to play this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just out here trying to support. You know what I'm saying? Because they say I don't ever come to a lot of shit. So, you know, I'm just out here trying to be, you know what I'm saying? I know I got a promotion down the line. Let me just, let me just play my, let me play my cards right. Man. Man, when I tell you I got home, nigga just got home, sat on the, I ain't even sit on the couch. I sat in front of the couch and just iced my knees. I've been there. That's how I knew. That's how I knew. I was like, all right. Nigga need to get myself together. <laughs> get my life together. <laughs> Being the black guy on the team, they expect you to be a bit more athletic. <laughs> That's me walking on a basketball court. I got big man. No, you don't. Don't, don't no, pick don't. me first. <laughs> Do not pick don't. me first. <laughs> big man, big don't man. Do that. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> hey, they, they love a big, hey, big man, big man. Nah, don't, don't pick me first. I'm, I'm going to disappoint you. I can promise you that. Because let me tell you, when I get tired, you, uh, spot up. <laughs> ah, get it right here. <laughs> like, that's all exactly. you're going to get out Wherever of Wherever I catch that ball, I'm going to shoot that bitch from right there. <laughs> don't pass me that ball. I'm going to get that nigga a couple little foot fakes. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> shoot that shit. Hey, Just let man. me set screens and go back on defense. That's all I'm good for. We're going to take a break right here. We'll be right back. This episode of the Samurai Professionals podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, FND. FND, we're more than just clothing. We are the culture. We are the people. We are you. Visit us at FND.com. That's E F E N. D-E-E.com. To save 10% on all purchases, use coupon code SamuraiPro at checkout. All right, so earlier this week, Kodak Black jumped on Instagram to show off a diamond bracelet that he 
had made for Cardi B. You know, a lot of people were trying to figure out what it was about. And, you know, like, unlike, I know a lot of people, we may as a community know down here in, like, where we're from, down here in Miami, but Bodak Yellow is based off of Kodak Black. No Not everybody knows that, though. What'd you say? No flocking, right? Right. That's where the, the beat and all that stuff comes from. Right. Like, a lot of people don't know that that the name of the song is just an ode to, to Kodak Black. Right. He gave her the the diamond charm bracelet as, like, a, I guess, like a thank you. Because Bodak Yellow went, not platinum, but diamond. We're talking 10 million plays. That's crazy to me. I remember you remember how big that song was when it first came out? Bodak Yellow? Yes. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Every fucking where. And on the on the bracelet, on the one of the charms had 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 her baby, her daughter's name, Culture. Yeah, it has her name, Culture. There's a charm that shows the I don't wanna that symbol she throws with her hands with it's like the two middle fingers down. The thumb and the pinky index up, and it has a red bandana around the wrist. Um, there's one For charm. Bloods. I don't know what it is. <laughs> there's a charm of a bag, and then there's a charm that says cardiac. I mean, and it's a Cuban link charm bracelet. I'm not gonna lie, it's nice. It's literally it's diamonds everywhere. It's everywhere. Fire. Everywhere. It's a beautiful charm bracelet, and it's not like thin either. It it looked like it got some weight to it. Right? Yeah. And like it looked like he's he spent money on it. And you know Kodak good to be like, you know, I, I ain't buy that Jerry man. I you know I don't I this money, none of this shit mine. It's play money. Yeah, he bought that jury <laughs> with his play money. But um in all in all he didn't do it to be uh like what you call dirty macking or anything. He did it to show her some nah, love. No but but I hear you, but it, it begs the question, like, should he be buying gifts for a married woman? Okay, let's look at it like this. <clears throat> if, yes, she's a married woman, right? However, if a married woman took something you did and it blew up to the point where not only are you getting credit for the work she made, but it makes people go back to listen to your shit. So now y'all make him essentially Cardi paid for her own bracelet. Kodak is just gifting it to her. Cause mm. the money that Bodak Yellow made, and when people listen to the just the title of the song, Bodak Yellow is a play off of his name, Kodak Black. Right. So when people hear the song, they hear the flow. It's not a New York flow. So when people hear the song and they want to do research and figure out what was the inspiration behind the song, it was hard or whatever, whatever. And they say, oh, she got it from Kodak. Well, what Kodak song? Oh, No Flocking. What you think they're going to do? They're going to go and listen to No Flocking. So essentially, she helped open him to a market that he wasn't in already. So she helped him penetrate a new market. So essentially, this is him showing love. Like, hey, you you getting inspired by my song and blowing up essentially helped me out too. So just to show you some love for going diamond, we all eating. Here's a bracelet. It's a hey, thank you. I appreciate you doing your thing with the music that I helped inspire. That's how I see it. I hear you. It's not like Puffy getting 
J-Lo twins some gifts. That's way different. I hear you. But it, as a husband... Yes. Because you, you say... so Because they're in the same industry, she helped big him up, you feel like it was appropriate. Yeah, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. Okay. So, as a husband, say you're... Say your, say your wife's work husband bought her. A no, gift. see, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> Cause see, <laughs> I knew he was gonna go somewhere when he said, "As a husband," I'm like, "Okay, see, this is Marvin about to push buttons." I'm gonna stop you right there with <laughs> I'm that not, work. I'm husband. asking. I, I'm Ain't trying no to... work husband. I'm, I'm gonna ask you to back up. <laughs> Think about that scenario again, but this time, do not include no. Ain't no work husbands. Go again. Okay. okay. So, Let's try that again. So, as a husband, as yes. a husband, you are. Yes, I'm a as husband. As a husband and a father. Yes. Say your, say your wife received a gift from another man, i.e. maybe her work husband, maybe a friend, <laughs> um, just another nigga. You, you, y'all been around in each other's, you know, y'all in the same atmosphere, but, you know, that ain't like your homeboy or nothing like that. Right. Say he buy your wife an expensive gift. Is there is there a, a, a certain amount that he should not spend? Is there do you feel a way? Should he have came to you like she have come to you as a man to kind of speak to you before he gifted it? Like, I'm asking you a question. Granted that we're not in an industry where we're making music where your art can be used to like see in this case, I get it because. She played off of his art, and it made them both money. So I could see that being a thank you. But in the industry me and my wife is in, ain't none of that happening. So if somebody were to come with an expensive gift, then yeah, there'd be an issue. Put it like this. If I was in offset shoes, thinking thinking of it from this perspective, that, okay, they made music with each other in a sense. So it, They didn't, but okay. It's his song. She put her little twist on it. It, it took the both of them to get to Bodak Yellow. That's all I'm saying. So in this case, I can see where the, the appreciation come from. Now, in any other instance, had we not been in music, then it's like, why the fuck is he buying oh. a diamond-encrusted bracelet like that? Like, I'm going to need some answers. Okay, I'm going to tell you. So at, at my job... um. I'm going to call them Bobby and Tasha, right? So Tasha works at, she works with me. She, she's in a long-term relationship. Bobby's a married man. Bobby bought, like, he got some extra shoes. Like, he had bought some sneakers for one of his nieces, and his niece had already got had those shoes. So he ended up bringing the shoes to work. Instead of returning them, he came and gave them to Tasha. He couldn't put them up on eBay? Tasha takes these shoes home. Frank's wife brings these shoes home. And you're like, hey, where you got these shoes from? And if her explanation is, oh, well, you know, Bobby, Bobby had these extra shoes and he just gave them to me. How you feel? No. no? I'm not, I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> I'm not buying that shit. He couldn't put them up on eBay. I'd have been he like, wanna, you, you like the shoes, so you couldn't cash half him the fee for these shoes? He just he gave, gave them, them to you? To, he just gave them to her. Nobody. Okay. 
if you don't mind me, what were the shoes? You better not say nothing like no Hyper Royals. You better they were, not they say were, they Flint were definitely, they, I believe they were, uh, I believe they were Jordan. They were definitely a Jordan, I believe. Because that's how, I remember when the story was happening. I remember when, she, when it happened, I said, I literally was sitting right next to them. I said, hey, I wish you would come to my house with another nigga shoes. <laughs> like, I, I wish you would come back to my house with another nigga shoe. You, the day you step out in them shoes, I'm going to be like, hey. Oh, you bet not wear them. shoes real nice. You, man. When you got those? Now, the only way she could have saved herself in that scenario was like, hey, look, he gave me the shoes, but I'm finna throw these up on StockX and sell them or something. Like, I right, Nah, whatever. she wanted the shoes. Nah, but if you finna wear them and rock them and stuff, that's just different. I can't explain why, but it, it just is. And it so ain't cool. explain to me the difference in the shoes that were just gifted to her for no... For, just gifted to her. And the diamond bracelet. This diamond bracelet ain't just gifted. They made music together. They did not. They did not make she music together. She couldn't get to Here, Bodak Yellow let me, let me, without no flocking. Okay, and, you're right. So say, say, say your wife's work husband. Okay, is, put it is, like this: like if it, if we want to keep it music. If Kodak would have gave a similar bracelet to JT, he ain't never make no music with JT, but he did show he like he sung that song like flirting with it and shit. Now, if Kodak would have just gave JT a bracelet for going diamond or whatever, that would have been like, dude, what the fuck? Cause she she ain't never make no song with that nigga. Like, see, in this case, I can see it because it's like, hey, Bodak Yellow helped boost your career, Kodak. So if you saying thank you. I could see that. If that's your reason, then I give it a pass. But in any other case, you can't give nobody a, no gift like that. And it it's almost automatic it comes with strings. Like, in this case, the strings was the money it made. Like, okay, this made me a lot of money, so I'm going to say thank you. Here's a gift. But if we ain't break no bread together, and you getting gifts like that, I don't know, man. Something's up. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna spin this. It's my last. This is my last attempt to press your buttons. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so, um, your wife and a coworker. Uh, your wife is taken. She's she educated woman has had to get degrees and certifications and all this shit. So your wife helps one of her coworkers, a male coworker, study for his certifications. He gets the certification, passes the test, all of that. He gets it, and now. Now he's about to, now he's about to get a promotion and make some extra money based off of the work that she did with him. I don't like how you said that, the work she did with him. But I'll let you continue. You took that. I, bro, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, I don't like how you said that, but go ahead, continue. Hey, when you throw a rock. <laughs> when you throw a rock, because I wasn't even trying. And she, and he gives her something. Like, say, he, he, he buys some red bottoms. That's not overly expensive, but it's it's a decent hey, amount of nigga, money. Nigga, have you ever bought a pair of red bottoms? Them shoes, them that's seven hundred dollars, and them just the regular shoes. That ain't the boots. And she just made him thousands of dollars all the time. He she's invested, and he had, he didn't have to pay for it, no tutoring. Hey, all she did was come help him study, create some cards, some some little index cards with him, quiz him and stuff like that. But she helped him get there. 
That nigga just better send some flowers in the card and say thank you. That's it. I love how different it is for you <laughs> when I put it in your life. But when we talk about, oh man, all that should be straight. He, he, I mean, you know, they made money together. She I helped said him if make I was money, in Frank. off with set shoes. So if my wife was Cardi, or if Marie made uh, Bodak Yellow, then it's like, okay, I, I get it. But ain't no nigga in pharmacy gonna be gifted them gonna be gifting my wife red bottoms because she helped you study. No. That is a very extravagant gift for studying. That would be the equivalent of Kodak buying her a, a super sports car or some shit. Like, although that bracelet probably is the price of a super sports car. I don't know. Right, right. Go ahead. Keep keep going down the train of thought. That gift is very lavish. I I don't know how much that bracelet costs. I know it's expensive, but again, they show they got it. Okay. I mean, if you if you okay with it, sir, if I'm you okay, okay with, with it your for wife getting him. red bottoms from the man, that's cool, bro. I ain't say nothing about no I red bottoms. I said I'm okay with it for them. I but my question is, are you okay with it for you? But you talking about my wife's helping a nigga study and all this bullshit? No. I am, I'm, will not be okay with her receiving red bottles from somebody else. Okay. Okay. I just I just asked you a question, sir. Okay, let me ask I, you no, the I'm same just, question. Would you be okay with it? Fuck no. That ain't, bro, we ain't got to talk about that shit too long. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck is he buying you that shit for? Remember I told you in the story when, when Bobby brought the shit for Tasha, I was sitting there like, it, you not, Tasha not even my girl. And I was like, I wish you would bring that shit back to my house. Like, if it was me. Did she take it after laugh? Oh, they sold the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they sold the shoes. That was quick. <laughs> they sold them shoes. Okay. Because what we not going to do. <laughs> they, them little, these little red shoes they ain't going to just sit up in my house. No. Nah. 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 We can sell those shoes and go get you a pair of shoes. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and as crazy as that sound, that makes all the sense in the world to me. I don't see the problem. I don't see none at all. Hey, have you um, have you heard of the show uh, Harley Quinn? Is this the Batman character, right? Yeah, Harley Quinn, the Batman character. She's the Joker's girlfriend. They. HBO Max has like a cartoon. It's more oh, like a, it's a family it. I guy. Heard it was really good. I, it's, it's supposedly really good. I haven't got a chance to stop and watch it, but it's like an R-rated cartoon. Uh, you know, they curse, they do all sorts. But it's it's based on Harley Quinn, who's a former the former girlfriend of the Joker. She's a villain, and everyone around her, like the cast of it, are other Batman villains. Okay. So they push the envelope a bit much. You know, they they do all sorts of crazy shit. They they talk while they curse and do all that stuff. But they push the envelope because, you know, these are Batman villains. They're kind of, they can kind of get away with it a bit much, a right. bit more than than other things. So the showrunners, the creators, uh, they did an interview and they were talking about how as wild as they are on the show, there's certain things that that DC wouldn't allow them to do. And one of the things that DC wouldn't allow them to do was a scene that they had drawn up and they had to remove it from the show. And the scene was Bat Batman giving Catwoman some head. Now. 
<laughs> in the scene, are they in costume? It hasn't been seen. It was it was removed. Oh. It hasn't been seen. They never let it out. Oh, that sucks. And like he went to DC and DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. Heroes don't do that. That's what they said. And and the guy said, so are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? And they were like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's that we sell consumer toys for superheroes, and it's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. When I was a when I was a, you know one of the you know a, a wee little baby I I wanted to be Batman. I'm literally I, Batman's probably my favorite character in in all of literature, right? I'm literally looking at a Batman figure right now. It's quick sidebar. <laughs> quick sidebar. I'm tired of Batman themed gifts. Cuz people know that I like Batman, right? <laughs> people yeah. know. If anybody and, knows and, you, they know you like Batman. People know I like Batman, right? Like that's a, it's a thing. Like it's it's almost a part of my identity a bit. They know I like Batman, right? And girls just can't help themselves but to give me a Batman thing gift. Girls, coworkers, friends, like no matter what, like I all like I can't like at this point I, I'm tired of the Batman thing gifts. I appreciate it. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. But it's a good cop out gift because it's like, oh, I can't think of nothing, so I'm gonna just buy that nigga a Batman. There you go. Gift. People are lazy gift givers, especially women. Ooh, say, bro, I ain't gonna argue with you too much because I have always been the better gift giver in all of my relationships. I mean, if you're a, a loving man, you almost have to be because you have to listen. Ooh, and you have to deliver. Because if you're a lazy gift giver, they're going to let you know, and they're not going to be happy at all. They're not. So you have to, by default, to keep your woman happy, you have to become a good gift giver. Like You have to. Right. However, women... And the thing is, guys, we, we've never been bred to be excited over gifts. It's like, just be happy somebody's doing something for you. So we take what we can get. So if you're going to give me a Batman figurine, cool. I ain't had this before. I got one now. I'm happy. Did you really want it? No. Did you drop hints that, hey, I need a a new external hard drive because the one I had crashed? She probably heard you say that twice, but she's not listening because she doesn't have to. (laughs) So that's why you're going to get another Batman figurine. I know I am. I know I am. And I love them. I'm not saying I don't. They they always get displayed. I love them. I love the stuff I get. Like, I really do. But it's like, I could tell I could tell that was a good cop-out gift for you. But speaking of lazy gift givers, Batman apparently is a lazy lover, bro. <laughs> like, so Batman, heroes can't give head? That's, that's what's going on? Nah, he can't man. go down? Batman can't be a lazy lover because what's his power? Like, his... Power is him being always prepared. Always prepared. He has the strongest will of anybody. So wouldn't that be the recipe for the best lover ever? I mean, because he comes prepared. I would assume, like, bro, this is this is where me and Bat this is where me and Batman differ. I can't, I, I can't fuck with Batman in that. Like, bro, I I think whoever said that is just, they didn't want to talk about sex. But, I mean, the way you design the character, you design him to be the top porn star if he wanted to. You done gave him a mask so he could be mysterious. 
You done gave him a, a tight spandex suits. Look, a mask where only his mouth is out. So Batman got to be out here giving. Uh, he got to be. He got to be. He ain't some pussy or something. And and I mean, look who he tussles with. He tussles with Catwoman. He tussles with Poison Ivy. Harley Quinn. I mean, what other superhero you know that's beating up boxer? I mean, beating up women like that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Batman's flawed, but he don't be beating up women. Oh, he beat them down. Batman don't really be putting hands in them women. Don't do that. Don't do I, that. I, I never said that. he put hands on them. I just said he beat it up. Oh, I see what you did right there. I see what you did right there. Good job. Good never job. said but he put like, hands on anybody. No, I agree. I agree. I was just like, man, if Batman not eating good, look, this is what me and Batman, look, this is where I can't grow up to want to be like Batman. Because... <laughs> It's not gonna work for me, cause I I I rather enjoy doing what I do. I ain't saying I'm a pro, but I'm top two and I ain't two. Oh, hey man, I'm just I ain't never had a complaint. Check my humble brag. Hey, you know, don't get yourself in trouble now having people all in the uh our Instagram and Twitter commenting on this segment saying, Look, "Oh, man. you top two and not number two, huh?" Because you know that's what they're going to say. Women, <laughs> women ain't... I was just calling Beyonce. I was just calling Beyonce. <laughs> don't do Women don't do ain't like good that. when they come to being subtle and they trying to flirt. They want to talk to you about eating coochie. They don't know how to bring it up subtle. They're just going to be out there with it. So you say you eat coochie good, huh? I'm on the seat. I mean, I ain't... Like I said, I ain't, I, I ain't never had a bad review. They're like, look me in my face. Look me in my face, right? I ain't got no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, to, you know, to quote the Louisiana poet, Dwayne Carter, she said she forgot to shave so that pussy may be a little furry. I said, look me in my face. I ain't got no worries. <laughs> Toonchi. <laughs> I'm just saying. I respect it. So you do your thing too, sir. Yep. Got two kids to show for it. Uh, I mean, one on the way. <laughs> don't be jinxing me like that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, I'm always gonna put like it out that. there. Speaking of something extra, apparently we got a little extra holiday coming. And that's interesting, especially around the time. All right, so for the listeners out there, um, like Marvin mentioned earlier on the episode, uh, we're recording on a Friday just recently. By the time you announce this, everybody would already know that uh, Juneteenth has been made an official federal holiday. And uh, I find this interesting for the timing. And the reason I say that, one of the hot topics that's been heavy this week is the uh, critical race theory. You got people that's against critical race theory, but at the same time, these same people are recognizing Juneteenth. Mm. So if somebody were to ask these people, why does the holiday Juneteenth exist to begin with, what are you going to tell them? How are you going to explain it? Well, we can't explain it because we're not teaching critical race theory. No, I'm saying the people that are refuting critical race theory because Juneteenth is a product of it. Critical race theory is explaining systemic racism. I mean, I can't put it any simpler than that. I mean, granted, it's a much more complicated subject, but that's basically it. And I think it's something that everybody can agree to if you were to just point out a few simple facts like redlining, 
Jim Crow, hiring practices. I mean, this is stuff. Yeah. But the people who refute stuff like that don't give a fuck about facts. This is true, too. This is they haven't given a true. fuck about facts in a long time. They literally put a reality TV star in the White House because they don't give a fuck about facts. I literally, yep. I was watching a, I was watching uh, Fox News today, and there was like, like I do quite often. I, I try to see what every side is talking about. And Mike Pence went up, and they're having some uh, faith and freedom conference or something like that. It's really based on the conservative and the, the Christian conservatives um, rallying up that base. And he spoke for a minute about teaching critical race theory about, and the way he was posing it was critical race theory was teaching white children to hate themselves for things that the past, that their past had done, like their past, uh, that their ancestors had done. Really? That's how they're spinning it? That's how they're spinning it to make, it's making, it's, it's instilling in them that they should feel bad because they're white. That's how they're spinning this. You know, that's not what Germany does when it comes to what happened in the Holocaust. They acknowledge mm-hmm. it. And they they acknowledge it and they they make firm efforts to not go down that path again. You can't move past or you can't move forward unless you unless you know what you're moving away from. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So to keep people ignorant of their past, they're going to be destined to repeat what past atrocities were created or or have similar mindsets of those in that in that the same ignorant thoughts that their great great grandparents had because they were willful willfully ignorant towards black people and their cultures and so forth that's going to get repeated because now you have a new group of people who are being sheltered who are being spoon-fed false information and who are being told hey if somebody brings up the past, they're just going to try to get you to hate yourself. When in all actuality, that's never been the goal. It's to get people to acknowledge like, hey, this happened. This was bad. Let's not do this ever again. In fact, let's go in this direction so we all end up in, a, in better circumstances. That's the whole idea about it. It's not to say, hey, you guys did this and I feel bad about it. If you're human, you're going to see what happened, and nobody has to tell you to feel bad. If you're human and sympathetic, you're going to feel bad off rip. Like, damn, that's fucked up. I I feel for these people. But it doesn't mean you feel bad for being white. Ain't nobody asking you to feel bad for being white. You can't control that. Why are we going to make you feel bad for something you can't control? No, but you have to recognize the past so that we don't repeat it. Exactly. That's That's all they're asking. It's not much. Well, common sense isn't common these days. It's man, it should be a fucking superpower at this point because of how rare that shit is. <laughs> when I find people who have common sense, I'd be like, "Oh shit, you too!" <laughs> like, man, the the bar is the floor. The bar so, is so fucking damn low. low. Come across anybody with just a little bit of empathy. I know one of the big supporters of that is Florida's governor Ron DeSantis. He's the worst. Man, I... I heard that he's... They're going to make a push to have him 
run for president in the next election? Uh, I think they're still firmly behind the guy that lost. But see, the thing is, yeah, they're still firmly behind the guy that lost, but all the avenues he had to promote are gone. He's banned from the major social media sites. He doesn't have a TV show anymore. I mean, everything you hear from him is secondhand. Hey, I hung out with him in, you know, his place in Florida, and he said this. That fizzles out quick. Like, he can't touch the same amount of people he was touching before. I think think what he's doing now is all purposeful. Because if he wanted a show, you're telling me that Fox News wouldn't host a Donald Trump hour? You know what? You got me stumped there. You're absolutely right. What I'm curious to know is why that didn't happen yet. So you you might be absolutely right. Like, it's all done with a purpose. But now you got me thinking, okay, why haven't you gone on a show or created your show? You've had a big defeat. So you've got to kind of lay low for a second. And you may feel like, oh, he's not laying low. He's still doing his Donald Trump shit. Donald Trump being as quiet, quote unquote quiet as he's been, has been great. Overall, because it's like, finally, the dude went and shut up. But has he, though? Or is he just laying low to start the kickoff? Because guess what? Elections are going to start. They're going to be trying to take back some of the seats that they lost soon. That's not that far away. If I'm not mistaken, there's an important, like, House elections. If I'm not, we got to talk to Demi about that. She knows more about that political stuff better than we do. Um, Shout out to the Simple Politics podcast. Yeah, shout out to them. Or her, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we'll we'll have to ask her about that, but I believe there's some serious election coming up in 2022 for House seats, and um, I want to say after that, after we know which direction the House is going to swing, whether it's going to be Democrat majority or Republican majority, I guess that's when he'll resurface, especially if it's Republican majority. Now he has a branch of the government back on his side. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully whoever goes in the office is somebody that has common sense and has empathy at the very least. At the very least. I saw, I saw, um, you follow Jesse Wu on Instagram? Yeah, the, the Haitian girl. Yeah. Jesse said, I... The one thing she hates the most right now is she know that Nancy Pelosi is somewhere ironing her dashiki for Juneteenth. You remember when they when the whole house, <laughs> you remember yeah, when the whole house when they took their knee and their little dashiki scarves? I and do shit? remember that. Did you have on your twenty twenty one bingo card Nancy Pelosi singing "Lift Every Voice and Sing"? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. And this nigga said, this nigga said, hey, somewhere Nancy Pelosi is ending all her emails with Wakanda Forever. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, They'll pandering asses. They no, it's it, to me. That's what it is. That's what a lot of this is. I'll take the extra holiday. Like I will. I'll take the extra paid holiday. I will. But where's the police reform that we talked about for two years? Where's the where's the anti lynching bill that's been held up for fucking ever? For no, for why for do God we even have what? to discuss an anti lynching bill? We should know that. Hey, this shit is bad. Let's not do this. But and it would be it would be 
DeSantis, Florida's governor DeSantis. Dog, I fucking hate Florida, man. I feel bad for all y'all niggas that from there. I can't even refute that. Again, and like I said, I don't... The reason I'm not as excited as some are for this holiday because it feels like... uh, It feels like it's being done just to pacify a group of people, our people. I mean, don't let them take your joy. Don't let them take your joy, but this isn't isn't going to... Like we keep saying, we need to keep pressing. Like, this is... We're not going to give up on the things that... All that shit you promised us okay, look during at dream way. selling season, yeah. I need you to fulfill those dreams. To or me, at least show some conscious effort of you doing so. I understand that. And to me, this is what it feels like. Let's say if you're hungry and you're saying, hey, give me a meal. And you've been vocal about receiving a, a full meal. Hey, I want steak and potatoes. I'm hungry. Give me steak and potatoes. And instead of handing you steak and potatoes, they hand you a pack of Twizzlers. I mean, that's something, but is that really what you need at this moment? You've been saying you're hungry. And you're just going to hand me a pack of Twizzlers? I mean, yeah, you're hungry. You're going to eat the Twizzlers because that's better than nothing. But don't expect me to smile while I do so. This is not what I wanted. What I wanted was police reform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. So what candy is police reform? I know no, it's a sidebar. I know. Juneteenth that. is the Twizzlers. Police reform okay. would have been a steak and potatoes. That's what I want. I'm okay. hungry. Okay. I want the steak and potatoes. I want police reform. And understand when, and this is the thing, when people, and I like that you said police reform instead of defund the police. Because when people hear defund the police, they kind of put a, a, a spin on it where you right. where they think that you're saying you don't want no law enforcement. And that's not true. When people say police reform, what they're saying is um, a lot of these, a lot of these police uh, municipalities have very large budgets. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say LAPD and even NYC, their budgets are in the billions. They're just mm-hmm. saying, look, whenever there's an issue, police responds to everything, whether it's a mental health case, whether it's a social uh, case. Uh, no matter what it is, police respond. Domestic dispute. Domestic dispute. Right. A nonviolent domestic dispute, police respond. The thing is, all these issues that they respond to, they might not be prepared for it. They might not have uh, the skills to talk down or de-escalate a situation. And in some cases, it turns violent because their lack of training in a certain field. So what police reform is saying is, look, Instead of just sending police, let's allocate the proper resources to these people to actually help citizens and not cause further harm to them due to miscommunication or or further escalation because the person couldn't defuse the situation or whatever the case may be. That's all it's saying. It's not saying, hey, police are bad. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not saying, like, there's no bad apples. There, there are bad apples. I mean, we can't get around that. Plenty. W- Plenty. Right. However, if we can adjust the system where it better serves U.S. citizens, why not do so? And essentially, 
it would also help law enforcement do their job better. They can focus on the things they're trained at and not be put in situations where they're at a, a disadvantage because they're ill-prepared. Exactly. Because, I mean, most of these officers get, get, uh, get you know, like six, six months training at the most, and then they're thrown out there. And then people expect them to, and, and, you know, people expect them to do all of this stuff, be social workers and all this stuff. That's not what they're trained to do. Right. Social workers go to school for years, for years. And you're expecting some guy who, you know, not saying they fresh off the street. I mean, not, not every cop is some, some macho dummy. That's not what it is. But you're expecting someone who's ill-trained in this situation to de-escalate something. Because when the last time a cop was called and the situation was actually de-escalated? When have you ever introduced someone with a gun and the and the situation was actually de-escalated? If I could be honest, there was this one case. And this is a personal experience of mine. So when I lived in Liberty City, we had a neighbor. He still lives there, but we don't talk to him at all anymore. Um, he, he literally next door neighbor. And we didn't have like a designated dump site. You know, in the neighborhood, you know, you kind of just put your stuff on the side of the road. People, I know exactly the dump site. Sadly, that's because I know how we grew up way too close. We grew up to each other because I know the exact the dump site you talk about. I literally, as soon as you said it, I was like, I pictured that whole shit with all the people furniture sitting over there. Right. That okay. <laughs> yeah. So finally, my mother filled in that area because it was literally it was on our side of the street. So my mother filled in that area, and grass started to grow on it, and it was starting to look the house started to look a little bit more presentable again. So this guy, he's going to throw out like a, a an oven or whatever, a stove. He decides to put it on our side of the gate instead of leaving it in front of his property. I come home one evening. I see it. My mother complains to me. So I go out and I push it back on his side of the property. A little while later, he pushes it back over. I pushed it back. He sees me push it back. So he gets out and we get to arguing. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't go into fist fights at that moment. Well, we didn't fist fight at all, but it was getting there. Voices started to be raised, fists got bald. He was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the cops on you. Cool. He calls the cops. Now at this point, my blood is boiling. I'm hot. And I'm I could say the same for him. He was angry because we was yelling at each other, calling each other names and all that. Now, the officer that came in was a guy who got his hair cut the same place I get my hair cut. So when he saw me, I wasn't a stranger to him. So he came. He was like, okay, who called? The neighbor said, I called you. So he said, all right, you speak. So he said, he looked at me. He was like, okay, you, and he never addressed me by my name. Although he knows my name, he, he referred to the both of us as sir. He was like, okay, sir, let him speak. And then after he speaks his piece, I'll hear your side. I said, okay, cool. So the guy said what he said. Then I said what I said. He listened to the both of us, and then he was like, look, as per this particular rule, or this particular law, whatever, whatever, it states this. With that being said, sir, you need to keep this here. And he told him it had to stay on his side of the fence or whatever. So... And then the thing was, it wasn't like when he came, he didn't just dictate and tell the guy, hey, just keep it on your side. He explained his thought process. And by doing so, he, the, the, the guy's tension level or whatever, he brought that down. 
And then by him doing so and him hearing my side, my tension level came down. And at the end of it, although the guy felt he lost, he wasn't happy that he had to keep it on his side. A situation that could have ended up real ugly was talked down because this guy knew how to communicate with people. Now, to your point, a lot of them don't know how to do that. No, because what you brought up was something that I think is important for police officers. I believe police officers, and many many may feel different, but I I believe police officers need to get back to policing their own. And when I mean, when I say that, policing within their own neighborhoods. I know a lot of police officers don't live in their own neighborhoods because of, you know, fear of danger and shit like that. Like, I, I understand that. And I'm not saying this is a, something that could be quickly done super fast, right? When you're of the neighborhood, the way you handle something is different. That man knew you. I guarantee you that played a role in how that situation played out. Not saying he isn't a good communicator or a good officer in other situations when he doesn't know the person, but when you're when you have some grassroots within a certain area, like there's 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 the way you handle situations will be different. And I think we've gotten away from that like a whole lot. I I literally can tell you I live in Miramar and I know half of the people who, all the officers that I see out here in the police cars, you'll see police cars from from the beach. You'll see police cars from Homestead. You'll see police cars from Medley all the way out here where we live because they don't live in the area where they police. I believe there's a, there's a strong disconnect there. No, you absolutely make a great point with that. And I think that should be something that is uh, looked into and have more people of the community police the community. Because again, like you say, um, he had a relationship with me. So when he arrived on the scene, he didn't see an angry young man. He saw Frank. You know, and he uh, he saw, exactly. hey, Frank is upset. Let's it see what's humanizes, going on here. It right. humanizes the people that they serve. Because their job is to serve and protect. Right? And At least that's what they, that's what's written under their shit. So right. if that's your job, it's easier to feel like you have to protect your own. That's what we are. As, as, as a man, as a father, as a husband, you protect your own. You'll protect, you'll go out of your way to protect more than to hurt. You know what I mean? That's right. that's just my take on it. And I this police thing went way deeper than I thought it was, but but I I that that's my take on it. No, and I absolutely agree. And I think that is something I think that would be a huge part of police reform if that ever were to happen. But with that being said, I guess we're gonna just take our twizzlers and be happy. Whatever. Speaking of shit that we just have to take at this point. Did you see that 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 trailer for that new BT original movie coming out? Yes. Called Karen? I, yes. It, it, the young lady from Orange is the New Black is playing Karen. Now. They're calling it a thriller. Like it's a horror movie yeah. of a, a woman, a, a, a white, a white middle-aged woman where a new black couple moves into her 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 affluent richer neighborhood and now she is Karen a Karen no i want to say it's the other Karen. way around like it was a nice neighborhood that the black people's already no 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 in. they moved into her oh, neighborhood oh they moved into her neighborhood okay my bad i thought she moved into theirs and was no they moved into her neighborhood in the commercial alone they take every version of a Karen that we've seen in the last 3 years and threw them all in one character and didn't even try to give her a different name. They was just like, nah, nigga, Karen. <laughs> like, they didn't even... They didn't try hard with that. But, but honestly, though, 
I wouldn't be surprised if this movie becomes like. I mean, if it catches wildfire and just everybody watches it and talks about it, because I think this movie has that potential. Because everybody's going to see it for the jokes. Oh, man, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready now. Like, it it looked like it's going to have... It's definitely going to have triggering moments because it's going to re replay a lot of shit that we've seen. There was even a scene where she escalated something and, like, two young men were getting arrested and she was, like, faking, like, they were aggressive and all this other shit. Like... Throwing all sorts of uh, microaggressions at the at the, the new black couple and all sorts of shit. Like I think it's going to trigger some people, and I think that's the point. I think that's what they're going for. But I'm not gonna lie. I was laughing at the 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 trailer. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, wow, people spend money on this, and I know that they spent money on it. Like you can see, you know, like it's it's good quality. Like they they got good cameras, right? But this is gonna be trash. <laughs> this is gonna be trash. <laughs> Oh, no, it's going to be a train wreck. Definitely going to be a train wreck. Wholeheartedly believe so. The Karen name had the least number of babies named in 2020? I can easily believe that. Easily. Because in recent years, uh, Karen has become an insult. It's not just a name anymore. It's a verb, if you will. Or a noun. It's one of those things. It's a noun. That's what it is. Definitely a noun. It's a yeah. noun now. Karen's already a pronoun, so it's a noun. But go that's ahead. See, that's what my happens when your teacher. mom's a teacher. You be knowing shit. Yeah, my shit. mom's a teacher. <laughs> I don't be knowing shit no more. I can tell you about a roof, though. But Yeah. If, if I can't tell you. If what, I need uh, a new roof. You hit me up. Oh, my God. Don't be asking me no noun, pronouns, and adverbs and verbs. Don't, don't. I nah, might nah, not yeah. be able to help you completely on that shit. I know that's how to use true. a semicolon, though. Hey, sometimes I don't be knowing where to put the semicolon. <laughs> no judgment over here. No judgment over here. All right, man. On that note, what's your what's your old school vibe of the week? Kodak Black, no flocking. All right, bro. What's your old school vibe of the week? <laughs> I'm gonna just give you a do-over. And I'm keeping it. I'm giving you a do-over. You don't, old school vibe of the week, sir. And it's gotta like be old school. That's not it, bro. <laughs> okay. It gotta be older than that. Then I'm going to go least. with Jada Kiss and Bubble Sparks, They Ain't Ready. They Ain't Ready. I think I kind of remember that one. I mean, all right. We'll, we'll see when we when we add it to the playlist. What's your old school? My old school vibe, since we talked about toxic songs, is Treat You Better by Jay Shin. <laughs> you don't remember that song? Uh, give me a little bit of it, if you can. I could treat you better than your man oh, or yes, your woman yes, yeah, can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that shit came up on the playlist. I could though. treat you better than your man or your woman can. So he was hollering at lesbian, straight women, and anything in between those constructs. No, he was hollering. It was he was talking about a bisexual girl. I, I'm assuming that's what he who he was talking about. We don't know because at the beginning he's like, "You got a man over here." And you got a lady over there. Now tell me what's going on. <laughs> Man, if you really listen to the lyrics of some of these songs, they're completely horrible. All the way back to the old school songs. If you, They just said it in like a, uh, maybe a quick way, like, you can ring my bell. <laughs> but that was a catchy song. It was catchy. 
She was looking she to was get her about block you fuck. knocked off. <laughs> okay. To tell somebody you can ring my bell, she's telling that nigga, knock my shit clean off. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Ring-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> That's when them niggas used to be named Bartholomew. That's who she was talking to. <laughs> Not Bartholomew. And Gerald. Not Gerald. <laughs> Oh, granddaddy names. All right, man. Give me a new vibe of the week. New vibe is Pete and Bass featuring Fumes the Engineer plugged in single. Now, Pete and Bass are two British rappers. If I had to describe what they look like, they would be the uh, the burglars from Home Alone at age 60. But they can rap. They're British rappers and the shit is fire to me. And I know you haven't heard this song. I haven't. I'm likely not going to. Well, I sent it to you. You got no choice but to listen to it now. No, I have no choice but to put it on the playlist. I don't necessarily have to listen to it. You should listen to it. (laughs) I don't want to hear 70-year-old men rap. 70-year-old white men rap. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, my new school vibe of the week <laughs> is a song called Angles by Wale and Chris Brown. It oh, samples cool. the I need a girl, the I need a girl to ride, ride. So it samples that beat, and it's Wale and Chris Brown, you know, singing to the ladies. I, I think Wale got one with this one. I like this shit. Wale is super underrated, man. He stays with a banger. Yeah, especially for the late. So it's called angles. You know, talking about how he like her angles and stuff. Like, I think I think he gonna go. I think this one going. I think this one going, going hit. Okay, that's what's up. So take a listen to that. I I actually think you'll like this one because you know you me and you love a good sample. Yeah, don't we ever? You would love a good sample. And as soon as you hear it, like I got right it because I remember I need a girl. That that was my jam. Like I ain't gonna lie. There was a part. There was a time where Usher was like my favorite. My favorite singer ever. And no knock to Usher. Usher's, Usher's, Usher's a legend out here. But there was a time where he was like my favorite singer ever. And then he got on with Diddy. And you know, back when Diddy was like, I mean, Diddy was Diddy was a superstar. He still is a A-list celebrity regardless. But he was like the man during that time. Oh, Those yeah. are one of, that was one of my favorite songs. I remember watching the behind the music when they were making the video. That's how hype I was. For this Man, song. MTV I, I used to have so much good shows. Making another so video used to be dope. But then they started creating those channels like VH1 Soul and all those other places where they could just throw videos on. You could just go listen to video, go watch videos. I, we need a channel like that again. VH1 Soul is nice too. But MTV, man, they they had the potential to be, I mean, great. Like they had the potential I mean, to really great? be the voice of a generation. They were though. But they didn't capitalize on it like they should have. You know what I mean? Like they could have had a, they could have really developed a news outlet that was geared for younger folks, like for the millennials and gener- generation X. They never really did that. They like a lot of the careers that the young people are stri- are making progress in, like a lot of these tech careers. They were in position to really showcase and 
and put those careers on Front Street through their different avenues and and outlets. They had, like, a lot of these, and now with music, where a lot of these people are independent and putting things out on their own, they could have gave those people an outlet. Like, a lot of the stuff that people could go to on YouTube, it could have been already there on MTV. You know what I mean? True, true. Like, a lot of these young comedians, Ha Ha Davis, uh, Trusky, that that are great with the little sketch comedies they do. They could have all had outlets because MTV had the platform for all that shit. They just didn't stick with it. Instead, they just turned MTV to 18 hours of ridiculousness. <laughs> ridiculousness. Team Mom 1, Team Mom 2, Team Mom OG. <laughs> There's a Team Mom OG? Bro, it, it, it never stops. It never stops. It's ridiculous. They they really dropped the ball on a lot of shit. Yeah. But all right, man. On that note, anything else you want to bring to the table? No, we good, fam. All right, man. So ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, a podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table and chop it up. I'm your host, Marvin, a.k.a. Young Saint, a.k.a. YS God Bless, walking out of your parents' bedroom after relieving your mom's stress, Mr. Flexo and Alexo, trying to make your best hoe my next hoe, Turnpike Mar, since your ladies for the streets, the type of nigga you thought you could step over, your girl tastes better in the morning like a slice of pizza. I ain't never had problems with leftovers. And if you don't like it, Cole, sit your $5 ass down, because I'm the breaker of change. Ready to turn sundress season into undress season? That man beyond? Your favorite co-host, Vax Kellerman. And the man to the right of me can only be. He's that man beyond. I ain't no sidekick, but I be robbing. A real man of steel. Get it? Man of steel. I school old hoes, so I guess I'm Professor X. Not Scott, mm. but it's my summer. Fuel up the blackbird. We go only one way on this runway. I'll show you how to do this, son. One, one day. day. Who else but me? The F and F and D. I can only be who I say I be. Frank. You can email us at the Samurai Professional Podcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Samurai Pros. Hit us up with any comments, questions, or even topic suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram and Clubhouse at I Can Only Be Frank. And where can I find you, Marv? You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse at Marvin X Adams. This has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace. Peace. Peace.